This is 89.3 Huntsville Public Radio. Welcome to the Sundial Writer's Corner. I'm Dory Nutt, one of the program's producers, along with Brett Tannehill. Today, new Sundial contributor Pat Graves pays tribute to a fallen soldier in his essay called The Worst and Best of the Army in Vietnam. There's possibly no closer bond in combat than a rifle platoon leader and his RTO, or radio telephone operator. Such was a lesson I learned in Vietnam as a 25-year-old 2nd Lieutenant Rifle Platoon Leader in Company B, 1st Battalion, 327th Infantry, 101st Airborne Division, the famed Screaming Eagles. The division's 1st Brigade deployed to Vietnam in July 1965. The camaraderie of the brigade was reinforced when cooped up on the USNS Leroy Eltinge, a World War II transport ship in a two-week crossing of the Pacific Ocean. The ship was named in honor of a World War I general officer. One soldier opined that he didn't know what the general did to have the ship named in his honor, but it must have been something bad. My RTO's enlistment ended after a few months. My platoon sergeant, Bobby Spaulding, suggested PFC Kenneth Rush as a replacement. I was incredulous. Rush was my main problem. He picked fights, cheated the Vietnamese vendors, was surly to leadership, ad infinitum, ad nauseum. But I remembered an admonition I learned at West Point. Listen to your NCOs. Reluctantly, I agreed. In the confines of our small platoon command post, Sergeant Spaulding, PFC Rush, and I talked and learned something about each other. One learns a lot about a person in the mind-numbing, boredom, and occasional stark terror of combat. Ken was reared in Louisville, Kentucky. It came no surprise that he had a history of troublemaking and crime. He and a friend once held up a gas station. The final straw was a conviction for armed robbery in which two policemen were wounded. Hearing that, I looked over at Bobby Spaulding and noticed that he winced. As was often the case during the 1960s, the judge gave Ken a choice. Son, you can go to prison or you can join the Army. Showing some semblance of intelligence, Ken chose the latter. In the Army, Ken volunteered for Airborne School, an act that sets soldiers apart. Airborne School was a three-week course creating paratroopers. And as was that during the first week, the Army separated the men from the boys. The second week, the men were separated from the crazies. And in the third week, the crazies jumped out of perfectly good airplanes. So it was that Ken Rush, a felon, a troublemaker and a crazy joined the Screaming Eagles. Much to my amazement, Ken learned quickly, became proficient at his job, and enjoyed his new status. In fact, he became a model soldier. Ken finally had a purpose and responsibility in life. I liked to have him around. He became the best radio operator in the company. When I was promoted to first lieutenant in December 1965, I was relieved of my cherished platoon and given the weapons platoon. A month later, the battalion found itself in Tuiwa, Fuyan province, on the coast between Natrang and Quinyan. On February 6, 1966, a task force led by Major David Hackworth ran into a North Vietnamese Army unit, NVA, and was pinned down on the north side of a small village called Mykon II. B Company and Tiger Force, the battalion recon platoon, were airlifted in the next day. B Company moved across a river to the southeast side of the village. 
The company commander attacked in classic piecemeal fashion, allowing the enemy force in a small village to move on interior lines to face each assault. An assault by 1st platoon from the east failed. An assault by Tiger Force from the north failed, but earned Lieutenant James A. Gardner the Medal of Honor posthumously. The company commander ordered my old platoon to assault across the rice paddies south of the village. With Sergeant Bobby Spaulding nursing a wound, Staff Sergeant Bobby Williams was platoon leader. When the assault got within 25 meters of the village, the NVA responded. Ken took the first round in his right chest, exiting through his radio. Under fire, Bobby Williams dragged Ken into a nearby abandoned enemy machine gun position. I made my way out to them to see if Ken and others could be medevaced. Ken had a sucking chest wound. He was in pain, but under morphine, managed his usual great smile. That's where he died, along with 16 other soldiers from B Company that day. Their names are enshrined on panel 5E, lines 8 through 17, on the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C. Today, Ken would be called a hero. In Vietnam, he was an American soldier doing his duty. PFC Ken Rush, 22, was the best of the Army. Sarah and I placed a plaque to honor him at the Huntsville Madison County Veterans Memorial. No, he was not from Madison County, but he deserves a tribute. Pat Graves was reared in Russellville, Alabama, graduated from West Point, and served five years on active duty in the U.S. Army. He practiced law in Huntsville for 35 years and is now retired. You can hear Pat's story again, along with all the past Sundial stories and poems, by visiting our website, WLRH.org. You can hear a new episode of the Sundial Writer's Corner every Monday morning at 9, here on 89.3 Huntsville Public Radio.